Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festivities festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa Online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than Copper Top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah. An upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. What's going on out there, wrestling fans? Welcome to this week's episode of Best of the Rest. My name is Aaron Turner. I will be your host for these proceedings of this episode. Joining me as always is my tag team partner, co-host of this program, Rachel Sam Evans. Rachel, what's going on? Hello. Oh, I've had such a fun day. Talk to me about that. You, <laughs> I, uh, you told me about it off air. Tell other people about I it. Did. Well, hopefully they'll see it. I mean, unless it was too bad. Uh, no, it should be fine. I uh, I did it. I interviewed Mark Henry. How about and, that? Yeah, it was amazing. He's amazing. Um, and we talked a lot about like his thoughts on wrestling in 2018, which I was like. I, you know, I, there were people telling me what to say. There were people telling me what to ask. And I really ignored all of it and was just completely in it for myself. <laughs> so you are totally fired is what you're saying. Well, if they could fire me, I bet they would. But unfortunately, oh, no. not. <laughs> well, I heard that not only did you have like a good day today, that you may have had a new day earlier in the week yeah i interviewed big e and then i also have an interview with uh xavier woods coming out the next or maybe that's this saturday i don't know it might be either this saturday or next saturday i don't know check out my instagram and stuff for that there you go can they find it on i think was it gamma ray tv is it on facebook like you find it on there too yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on Gamery TV and I'll be doing a lot more of those. They are very kind to me and they let me do wrestling stuff for as long as I want to. And um yeah, it's re- they're it's really kind of cool. I work for Skybound 
which is Gamma Ray. And uh, I basically just threw them a bunch of wrestling stuff. I'm shooting with Brian Cage on Tuesday. I just threw them a bunch of wrestling stuff. And they were like, okay. <laughs> okay, we'll use it, sure. Yeah, whatever I you like think. it. The thing about Big E, the, the interview with Big E that really surprised me is when you asked him, like, who his favorite wrestler of all time was. And I was like, yeah. his response was like, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Goldberg. That makes sense. Goldberg, yeah. Goldberg. I mean, I have a very hard time um, holding my emotions and feelings and thoughts inside, especially like I it just painted all over my face. And right when he said Goldberg, I just looked at him with the stankiest face, not like judging you, just like, what are you talking about? But he explained it and um, he has his reasons and I, I love him for it. I have an irrational um, hatred for Goldberg, not yeah. not the person, not the man, um, Bill Goldberg, but he ended Bret Hart's career um, by kicking him in the head and giving him like a massive concussion. Right. So I kind of don't like Goldberg for that reason. I and just, yeah, I'm very I bitter never, about that. I was never a Goldberg guy. I just never got behind it and... You know, people love to be like, well, you're Jewish, Rachel. Don't you love Goldberg? And I'm like, well. <laughs> That's unfairly pigeonholing you. I, I don't like that. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Me neither. <laughs> well, I actually have to apologize right up top because if you're tuning into this, if you're a UK listener or just someone that likes progress wrestling, like last week, I was like, hey, we're going to preview Hello Wembley, which is the new progress show that's going to be uh, hitting on the weekend. And that's next weekend. So... Sorry about that. We'll do the preview next week. So if you tuned in for that, tune in next week because oh. it will be there. I promise you that. You should stay for time. this week too, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, definitely, yeah. Stay for this week as well. But I just wanted to say, like, if you were tuning in for that and you're like waiting, when oh, when are they going to get to it? It's not going to happen. So my apologies. I got my dates mixed up. There's a lot of hard to. There's a lot of wrestling. There's a lot of stuff going on at like the end of this month, the end of October, which is nuts for wrestling. Oh yeah. And then uh November as well. It's just it's crazy. It's getting like a holiday season. Like I'm I'm feeling the stress already. So sorry about that, guys. It's okay. Oh, thank you. Well, let's talk about let's talk about some more things that you did, Rachel. Let's talk mm -hmm. about a place where you visited. Uh Ryan Satin was there as well, our our commander in chief at Pro Wrestling Sheet. I should also mention that this is part of the Wrestling Sheet podcast network. This very show, I don't know why I didn't mention that up top. But Rachel, where did you go this weekend, and tell our listeners about it because I'm very interested in this. Oh me oh my! I went to Bola Battle PWG's Pro Wrestling Gorillas Battle of Los Angeles, and oh my god, this is my fourth bola and first one at the globe which um if you are a diehard or if you're a fan of pwg you know that Reseda is the home of pwg and people were a little hesitant to see it move especially for something like bola to the globe and it was my favorite pwg experience i'm awesome. you know that's that's saying a lot because i saw you know i saw Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn as Generico and Steen there. But I you know what? No. It, it was my favorite. It was it was my favorite. That's okay. I can say that. Totally. It it is like I I like being down and dirty and sweaty just like the rest of them. But the fact that I went to a PWG event in a sweater and I was okay and like didn't die of heat stroke is unreal. So the Globe has air conditioning, which was dope. And I know that sounds like a small thing, but it really, if you're going to be there for five hours, God, it makes a difference. Yeah, it's important. It's it important. is important. And, you know, we were talking about it. We were talking about it a little bit there. And even the guys who run PWG were like, this is pretty great, isn't it? And not beyond that, you just are in this. The Globe Theater, for those who don't know, is a very old theater. It's very traditional it looks like you know lincoln got shot there it's a very <laughs> old traditional theater and it is an amazing venue for wrestling there was one point i wrote this a little bit later but there was one point where sammy guevara did a moonsault off of one of the like 
you know those the balconies in theaters where just a few people sit literally like where lincoln got shot um he did a moonsault off of one of those balconies like into the crowd it was the coolest thing i've ever seen it's like it's like the muppet show the two guys from the muppet show sitting up there i forget their names someone's gonna barbecue me for that one but well, you just, they can barbecue both of us then. Just jumping off the balcony. That's awesome. Who who were some other standouts there? I know that I know that Jeff Cobb ended up winning spoilers. Yes. I mean, the DVDs don't come out for a while, but it's out there. So I pre-ordered already. Oh, awesome. So um, who like stuck out to you like anybody else besides Sammy, who I know is who's really come along and a lot of people really into Sammy Guevara and what he's doing. Yeah, you know, he was amazing and that move in, in particular was amazing, but I would have to say huge standout was Bandito, of course, always Bandito. He has just been blowing up this year and this was no different. He oh god, it's hard to explain watching him. It looks like he's suspended in air. Like he is he's one of the best workers I've seen like ever in my entire life. Um Many, many, many people are saying that Bandito versus Cobb in the final was the best crowning match they have ever seen come out of Bola. And I agree with that. I mean, he Bandito has this finisher called the Revolution Fly where he goes off the top rope and it just it spins sideways in the air. And it looks like no human should be able to do that. Um, and at the end of this match, which I really love and appreciate about PWG, I'm sure other places do it too. but. Um, they really let the wrestlers stay in that ring and take a moment to be just showered with love and, and adoration and literal money. People are throwing money in the ring, like tipping them for a great match. Um, Jeff Cobb was an easy favorite throughout the weekend. He, every time he's in the ring, it's like that star power that you can't really ignore. You see it and you're like, you are a star. He's like, He's just a juxtaposition of everything I love about wrestling. He's massive, but he's nimble and he's uh, super likable, but also really mean. I like, I wrote this in the notes, but I really do think it's the year of the Cobb. I think he's, I think we're going to be seeing a lot, a lot more of him. Um, and his, he was in a match on the second night. Yeah, it was the second night against Darby Allen, who, um, if you don't know, is younger and uh, a little bit greener, but also incredible. Uh, He has this like dead guy gimmick, I guess. He paints his face like a skeleton, very hot topic. And I, if anyone knows me, am super into that. (laughs) Um, And he just took a disgusting beating, brutal beating from Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb did this thing and I have no idea what it's called, but he spun him in the air like three times and just smacked him face first into the, (laughs) into the ring. And I was like, that's bad. Like you hurt yourself and you allowed it to happen. And I love you for it. Yeah. Um, It's like, it was like uh, Brock Lesnar's F five. I I would call it actually an F 12. Yes. It was more more than F five for sure. Cause I, Yeah. Um, it's like when you're spinning a pizza and you like spin it mid air to make sure that it gets extra spins in. He like did that with his leg. <laughs> he spun him mid air so he would get an extra spin in there. Um, but Darby Allen has this, he has this style, the very dead guy style, which I love where he does this. I don't know what he calls it, but it's like a, I, the best thing I could call it is a casket dive. He, he goes in backwards and folds his arms and just falls and it's horrifying like he legitimately just lets the air take him unlike I've ever seen with anybody ever and talk about like suspended in motion like he when he gets onto the top of that rope and goes backwards and crosses his arms and just falls into the middle of the ring. Somehow he elevates himself high enough to where there's a moment where I'm positive. He is just stuck midair. And it's like some of the coolest shit I've ever seen. But I would say for me, uh, besides all of that, (laughs) the highlight of the weekend was Marco stunt who I will talk about later but it was his PWG debut and he is he is unreal. He's small 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 about 52 and he fought uh Trevor Lee who is widely hated. Um 
for good reason like he's like a good he's a wonderful heel that's why he's widely hated not because he's bad at anything he's great at all the things um but to have somebody like trevor lee who's so viciously brutal and mean against marco stunt who was fearless he came out there he came out there and trevor had the mic and he was like are you even old enough to be here and marco stunt was like i'm old enough to fuck your mom oh of course (laughs) the whole crowd was like who are you (laughs) he came out to pat benatar's uh we belong just spinning just spinning in the middle of the ring like we belong to the night we belong and everybody is singing it's truly like a magical experience if you did not plan on buying one of the dvds from bola this year please i implore you to buy night two if only for that moment because it's it was honestly that night two the finish of night three of course was incredible wrestling but night two probably was my favorite night to have Trevor Lee versus Marco Stunt and Cobb versus Darby Allen. Like I, whew, oh my God, it was so good. <laughs> Sounds awesome. And I was just reading like right before we started recording, I was reading that PWG announced an, another event coming up and it looks like it's going to be Bandito who you were talking about mm-hmm. versus Ray Phoenix. What? So, yeah, go ahead and get your popcorn ready for that one. So, Ray Phoenix versus Bandito coming up. Wow, that's going to be amazing. I feel like I just blew your mind or you something. You did. I didn't know that was <laughs> happening. I'm so happy. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad you got to see some live. I didn't get to see any wrestling live this week, but I did get caught up on uh, MLW. I caught War Games, which they did a couple weeks ago in... I believe it's Fort Lauderdale at the at the Armory in Fort Lauderdale. I'm not 100 percent sure, but anywho, so MLW and WWE have like licensing rights to War Games. It's very weird. It's a very weird thing that's going on there. But it was it was an okay show. They had a lot of vignettes. I'll tell you. I'll tell you some people that I'm super into is the New Heart Foundation. I'm a heart mark. Can't help <laughs> it. Are you in the loop on the New Heart Foundation? Are you? Aware no, of, please of, educate. Okay, so you've got um, Brian Pillman Jr. is in this. And then you have Teddy Hart. Of course, Teddy's been around for a long time. And then you've got Davey Boy Smith Jr. Hmm. And they're the New Heart Foundation. And they're heels, and I kind of love them. Not only because they're of the heart, um, you know, Brian Pillman, not exactly a heart, heart adjacent, if you will. But you have Davey Boy Smith and Teddy Hart of the Hart family, and it just it just feels right. And I love everything that Brian Pillman Jr. is doing. Like him on the microphone, his look, he's got like the flying Brian mullet. Yeah. He just like everything that. he's doing, yes, he looks great. And everything he's doing, I'm into. And if anybody knows Brian Pillman Jr., like maybe wants to get an interview on the show, I'd love to talk to him. I'd love to just pick his brain a little bit. I can he, stalk him. Yeah, please stalk him and then see if we can get him on the show. I think that everyone great. at him, go at him and tell him that we want to talk to him. Yes, because I want to. I want to pick his brain because he's he talks all the time about legacy and continuing his father's legacy. And I'm a I'm a, like a low key Brian Pillman Mark. Like I oh. really love what Flying Brian did back in the day. Big fan. But as for the as for the War Games match itself, it had a lot of good people in it. Uh, John Hennigan. Uh, Sammy Callahan, Jimmy Havoc, Sawyer Fulton, Tommy Dreamer, Shane Strickland, wow. like all these great performers were in it. It's just the match itself seemed very jumbled. Okay. Like it just didn't for some and abyss as well. But for some reason, these these guys just didn't. I know they've all wrestled each other before. But it just didn't seem like in war games they were well versed enough to know how to use both rings and the cage to their. Does that make sense? I'm like I'm not trying to I'm not trying to bury them, but it's different working. I would imagine I don't know I'm not a wrestler, but I would imagine it's different working in one ring as opposed to two rings as opposed to two rings and a cage. Well, I don't know. I don't know anything about their preparation for this or what went into it. So I'm just happenstancing. But like, for something like that, you need to have a lot of time to go over what 
like you need to have a lot of time with each other. And the problem with such a heavy card like that is that they're all so busy. I mean, they're all incredibly busy. And did you say uh, Hennigan was there? Yes, John Hennigan was there. Yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, like, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, just because you get all the best doesn't mean it's going to be the best. You gotta, it's gotta be about who works well together. And it feels, that's a weird booking. That's a weird, that's a weirdly booked match if you think about it, you know? Well, the best thing that came out of it is that Jimmy Havoc and uh, Sammy Callahan are going to have a match. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's going to be like a spin the wheel to pick the the stipulation. So something really good did come out of it. Okay. I'm really excited for that match because I like both of those guys a lot. But I, I so don't that know. Happens, like, but that happens in wrestling. Like sometimes it's a product match versus a process match. And that's okay. Like, I don't know. I, I think obviously don't know. But <laughs> well, I also think it's like a TV presentation mm-hmm. with two rings and all this kind of chaos. Like it doesn't it didn't quite work for me um i think if it was like an in-house like hey this is just for the house kind of thing it would have worked a lot better i think seeing it live is one thing as opposed to seeing it on tv it's just i know mlw is just kind of like getting itself like back together yeah and they they're not wwe and nobody is and nobody has that production value quite yet well that's the problem with war games is that it really requires a lot of like Maison scene like it requires i know that sounds kind of lame for wrestling but it requires a lot of tension building a lot of like you need to be able to see what the people are doing when they're not let in yet like you need to be able to see the psychology of it like there's a lot that goes into war games that i think yeah yeah and and that's part of it too because they started out with Cotto brazil uh, and um sawyer fulton started out and Cotto's like a cruiserweight and then you have Sawyer Fulton, who's like a heavyweight, and they just didn't ma- they didn't mesh well at all. Yeah. Like I would have much rather it been Shane Strickland and Sammy Callahan. Like I think they would have fared much better together to start it off hot. But it's just me nitpicking. I think sure. overall MLW is really kind of getting its stride and figuring out what's going to make it unique and what's going to make people tune in. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm like on- that. I like that perspective too. I really enjoy like the idea. Because that's kind of what it feels like is that they're throwing spaghetti at a wall. And when you're rebuilding something, you need to do that. And um, I think they're moving in the right direction with this Havoc Callahan thing. Yeah, they got the right players. I mean, they have Loki as their world champion. You've got Pentagon and Phoenix as their tag champions. You got MJF as their middleweight champion. So they've got great people. They've got great talent there. So it's only up and up. It's just War Games didn't quite work for me. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Hey, maybe next time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, maybe you know. Yeah, it's okay. That's fine. Nobody, nobody's hurting because I said that. Um. No, no, they're fine. That's the thing. They're fine. <laughs> well, speaking of war games and WWE, let's talk a little NXT this week. It was a. There wasn't many matches this week. A lot of uh, a lot of build going on. We had Leah and Lacey Evans in a tag match defeat Deanna Perrazzo and Dakota Kai. Mm. Not much to go over there. Um, just that I'm glad they're using Aaliyah a lot because she was, she's been in the developmental system for, I think three years now. So it's kind of time for her. Hey, let's get you on TV a little more. Let's get into your character. And how are you kind of getting about the, her? The cut time? I used to think that she was, because she was on the show Breaking Ground. That's how I knew. I didn't even know she was a wrestler until I saw that show on the network. And I think initially I was hesitant. I was like, oh, here's just another just another model. Here's another face. But mm-hmm. she would always, and she was very injury prone as well. And now she's really turned it around. She's given herself like this like model, kind of almost Kardashian-like character, which I'm into. I think that works for her. Yeah. She plays it off very well. She gets a lot of heat, and that's all you can really ask for. And when you put her up with Lacey Evans, it kind of doesn't. Here's the thing, though. When you put her up with Lacey Evans, who's on the come up, she's a Marine. She's doing all these great things. She looks great. Oh, she wrestles well. She it kind of makes Aaliyah like look second fiddle to Lacey Evans, who I think is is really on the come up is that next contender level. Yeah. So it's just it helps and it hurt her at the same time. 
Lacey Evans is one of my favorites right now. I mean, her shoulders, she's so strong. She's so viciously strong. I like that she's found her character as well. Like, I didn't kind of, I didn't quite understand what her character was. I was like, is she Cruella DeVille or like Carmen Sandiego? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what is she? And now, now I get it. I get it. She's just, she's a like a classy lady that will punch you straight in the face. She's straight. She's like, she's Rosie the Riveter. Like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Oh man. I'm getting excited about it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> in her, in her new shirt, she's got a new shirt on WWE shop. This is kind of irrelevant, but she has a new shirt that's made in that old style mm-hmm. that kind of looks like you would see it like during the war. Like she's on top of like a, a missile or something. Oh, is it Lady Lacey? Something like that. And it looks, that. it looks awesome. Like that's it's true. one of the best shirts that they have. Well, in, in another match, we had Jackson Riker making his singles NXT debut. You may know him as Gunner from Impact or TNA. He defeated Umberto Carrillo in, I mean, it was fine. He has a nice rope rebound power bomb that he's doing. He looks like 10 million bucks doing it. Yeah. But the Forgotten Sons are getting a lot of play right now, which is Riker. And then you have Steve Cutler and you have Wesley Blake. So their their stable's getting a lot of play, so we'll have to see more from them. But I mean, as a as a filler match, it was fine. Yeah. Yep. That's all I can really say about that one. But NXT was all about the main event, which was UK champion Pete Dunne versus North American champion, the one and only, the King Ricochet. And probably one of the best matches on NXT this entire year takeover bar none it was an excellent match these two beat the living crap out of each other could have gone either way yeah yeah you're right you're right let's i didn't want i didn't want to say that but that's what i was feeling i'm a hyperbolic person you can be the level-headed one i'll be the like i'll be the extra one (laughs) okay all right sounds good sounds good and then of course it was ruined by the undisputed era as we kind of all thought it would because we didn't think that really that someone was going to take the other person's title, though that would have been a nice change of pace because Pete Dunn has been the UK champion for well over a year at this point. Yeah. And I know that Ricochet just got the North American title. So. But I think it it achieved what it was supposed to achieve, which was to make them both um, look strong and they're both now they remain faces. So, Hey, you did it. It's one of those matches where it's like, you know, you talk to people who are like, why should I watch NXT? It's not main roster WWE for people like that. And you say, look at this match. This is why you should watch it. Cause it's two guys that have gone around the world and wrestled each other around the world as well that are at the top of their game. And it was just a hell of a match and a hell of a way to end the show. I loved it. Yeah, it's just, it every time I see something like this match, it just in my head I hear the chant, "This is wrestling." <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty amazing. And just in you know, I was there. I mean, humble brag, I was there. I saw it live, and the crowd was super hot for it. And we didn't want it to end. the The fight forever chant was very prevalent during that match, and yeah, fight forever, please. Yeah, please, I'll watch it. I'm here for it. Absolutely. Let's move on from NXT to the May Young Classic, mm-hmm. where, you know, we were talking about this off air, so I'll just go ahead and bring it to the air. <laughs> the May Young Classic, the first round, outside of a few matches, has been, for me anyway, has been kind of, let's get this over with. Mm-hmm. Like, we kind of know, if you look at the brackets, you kind of know who's going to win. There was a couple of surprises here or there. I think Ariel Monroe losing was a surprise and some things like that. And some of the pairings are a surprise. Yeah. But overall, I think we're just like, let's get through this so we can get to the round of 16 and get some, get some good, good stuff going on. But we'll do the match rundown. Then we'll talk about it for a little bit. Uh, Caitlin, she came back, the former Divas champion, came back and defeated Kavita Devi with a spear. It's nice. Look good. Caitlin looked great. Tony Storm, of course, fan favorite, one of the best in the tournament, one of the best in the world, defeated Jenny, current female, excuse me, current women's progress champion. She will take on Tony Storm next week as well at Progress's Hello Wembley. And then you had Zia Lee, who defeated Karen Q in a good match. And you had Mia Yim defeat Allison K. 
like I said, just kind of, it was kind of there. The matches were fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the real standout in this episode is Zaya Lee for me. Cause she did a, like a, she had Karen Q on the ground. She was on all fours. And then Zaya Lee did like a trouble in paradise to oh, her, cool. to the back of her head while she was like in a prone position. And it looked dope. Um, I did really appreciate, uh, Mia Yim, yeah, Mia Yim did this uh package pile driver that I looked nasty and I loved it. But beyond that, yeah, you know, uh, it's yeah, I'm never too excited to talk about it. I gotta be honest. I think that's fair. I, yeah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling the listeners, and and I'll tell you as well. When you get to the when we get to the later stages of this tournament, yeah, there's going to be some matches that absolutely blow your freaking mind. That's what I'm waiting for. That's what I'm waiting. It feels like feels like I'm watching American Idol and like I'm in the top 24 and everyone's like pretty good and I'm enjoying it, but I don't really care. <laughs> and that's not disrespect. We're not disrespecting the wrestlers no, by any cool. means. It's just a preference kind of thing. Like no, it feels like we're in a holding pattern. It's no, it's no slight against their wrestling because it is good wrestling. It's about the way that the show is presented that lends itself to be redundant. And that's just what it is. There's no story. There's no through line. There's, I mean, until you get to the end, at least in the past, and so it's very hard to be invested. It's very hard to talk about. It's hard to like make, unless somebody comes out there and like shows me something that I have genuinely never seen before. It, it's hard to stay fully invested. Let me ask you this. Do you think the Mae Young Classic would work better if it was just all at once? Like you get to binge it Netflix style all at once. I think it happens too much. Absolutely. Yes. Because then you could just keep it on and just yeah. have good wrestling on. And like, that is cool. I like that. Um, I think we just get it too much. Like it, it's not special anymore. I feel like the man classic just happened and now it's happening again. Um, it loses, it loses some luster for me, but yeah, that maybe that's just me. No, I think that's fair. I think that's 100% fair because I feel like with evolution and with all these other things that we're seeing, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, hey, Kyrie Sane won the Mae Young Classic and it's just constantly in your face. Like, yeah. Mae Young Classic in your face, this, that, that. And it's kind of hard to keep up with. Like, it's, if I wasn't already there, like if I didn't already go there to watch it myself and know all the results, I don't know that I would keep up with it. If I didn't have, if we weren't doing this show, yeah, I don't know that I would keep up with it week to week. Okay. I would probably let it build for a couple weeks and then knock out a few episodes. Can I say something that might be problematic, that might be controversial, but I'm going to say it as carefully and as gingerly as possible? Go for it. It's just us here. Yeah, that's true. It's just us and, you know, all the rest of you. But yes. I feel like we're pa- – I think we're in a post May Young Classic society as it relates to wrestling. I think Um, that it was enacted for a very good reason because of the women's revolution. And I think we have seen a lot of amazing talent filter through it. But at this point, I feel like we are strong enough in our conviction. We're strong enough. We hold our place well enough where we don't need this inundation. It almost, it almost dilutes the pool, you know? And I don't know. I uh, uh, I don't know. I struggle so much because I am such a hard, I'm such a feminist, you know, obviously, but I, I struggle with this because it, it had a, had a very strong point And now the, not that it should disappear forever by no means that, but like, we're getting our women's rumbles. We're getting our women's Helena cells. Like we're, we're getting it. And eventually we'll, we're getting our mixed tags. So eventually we'll get to the point that like Lucha Libre has been at and the Mae Young Classic doesn't need to happen as often as it's happening. I think that, yeah, I just think it'd be more special if it was reserved for special moments. Well, do you think it would be better if there was no like names in it at all? Like, and by that, I mean, like, no Tony Storm, who's, like, world-renowned, no 
Deanna Perrazzo, who's well known. Yeah. Like, would it be better that way? Yeah. See, that would be cool. Oh, to me, the gendering of it bothers me. Um, just because I love, I just love intergender wrestling. And so <laughs> this is just further, this just further makes us other than. What I would like to see more than another May Young classic, a classic is women in the rumble, you know? Well, I'm glad that you brought that up because this is a conversation I've wanted to have, have for a while since we even talked about starting the show. Mm-hmm. Intergender wrestling. You've obviously made your stance on it where you stand on it. It mm-hmm. does have a place in wrestling. And I believe that as well. Yeah. But what do you say to people that say it's not believable? Like, I, I can't believe that this person could beat this other person. I can't believe that uh, Alexa Bliss could beat Braun Strowman. Like, what do you say to something like that? Well, I think it's pretty ridiculous because it's professional wrestling. Like if you're going to have, if you're going to have Rey Mysterio go against people like Mark Henry, why, why is that any less of a case? Like, you have Marco stunt, you know, against like, I just, it makes no sense to me because what you're talking about is physicality beyond like, let's move past the fact that professional wrestling is not two people actually fighting each other. Um, that it is a world of make believe that you're supposed to have suspension of disbelief within let's move past that and move directly to the fact that people who are, one third the size of the person they're wrestling. They they have no problem with that because they both have dicks. Like, is that fair? <laughs> I don't think it is. Like, Marco Stunt is probably 40 pounds lighter than me and my height. And the fact that he is allowed to fight Trevor Lee, but, you know, somebody like me is not, or like beyond me, Taya Valkyrie is not. And right. he is in the Indies, but not on, not on TV, not on WWE. So, I mean... It just makes no sense to me. I, I understand. I totally understand where we were. You know, I understand that it hasn't always been a thing because it's a hard pill to swallow, but I think we're there. Like, I think we're at the point now where we understand not only what wrestling is, but how to be respectful about it, how to not put a man and a woman in a ring and have him just whip her around by her hair. You know, that's cheap. And that's what I don't want to see. But I do want to see two warriors, two superheroes fighting each other. The thing I don't understand about it is, or that argument that, oh, it's not believable. I think besides it being completely ridiculous is when Ronda Rousey came on the scene, I'm not talking about like WWE Ronda Rousey. I'm talking like strike force, bantamweight, Olympic judokan Ronda Rousey. When she came in and started whooping everyone's ass, that kind of to me that kind of went out the window it's yeah. like um if you didn't think that women could like whoop ass like i don't know what else it's gonna take like she could break your fucking arm real quick so like haven't you seen xena warrior princess like <laughs> i have seen xena warrior princess i've seen red sonia and all that kind of stuff of course there's been wonder woman herself yeah. like of course there have been badass women over time but i think for the general the general wrestling fandom, everybody's just like, I don't want to, I don't want to see that. And then I would submit to you, Ty Valkyrie versus Sammy Callahan, yeah, Brian Cage versus Tessa Blanchard from Wrestle Circus. It's yeah. a great match. And I would submit to you all in. Look what Jordan Grace did by beating up Brian Cage and and uh, Bubba Ray Dudley. Like, look no further than that. Hundred percent believable that that would happen. And and why not? Yeah. You know, and I do, and I do want to be some. I do want to be sensitive to the fact that, for maybe some women or some men, it can be off off putting uh, to see a big guy like Brian Cage throw somebody, throw a woman into the into the mat. But it's not, you're not watching two people punch each other in the face. Like you're not, you're watching professional wrestling. And like, that's what I love about wrestling is that I believed until I was like nine years old, that undertaker was a dead guy. Why can't I believe that women are just as strong and capable as men? I would much rather see Brian cage, throw somebody into the mat than Phoenix shove somebody down. Yes. 100%. And that's not a <laughs> knock on Phoenix. That's just something that happened. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, let's go ahead. That was a great conversation. Great I conversation. hope we can <laughs> I hope we can revisit that down the line somewhere with maybe even further great perspectives. Talk about how, oh my God, it was in WWE. Like, but yeah. anyway. No, I would, yeah, and I'd love to maybe like get, get some people on the show who have maybe differing opinions. I'm curious about that too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk about a place where intergender wrestling is not only encouraged, it is done a lot. Mm-hmm. And that is Lucha Underground. Yeah. Lucha party, lucha, 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 lucha. <laughs> Rachel, I want, I actually want you to take this because oh. it, I got to, I got to tell a story because I watched it today. Like I was getting caught up today. You were already caught up, mm-hmm. and we have our like our note sheet that we write everything down what we're going to talk about. And you went buck wild <laughs> on the on the lucha underground notes. So, so why don't why don't you summarize it and you and let's just talk about it? But I want you to get into because you you have you are all over this episode. I honestly, yeah, lucha is one of those things where it's like I occupy most of my brain with this, and everything else falls by the wayside. Um, and again, I'll try not to, I went into too much detail in the sheet, so I'm going to try to not go into that much detail, (laughs) but, um, yeah. So this show starts off Phoenix, Phoenix defeats Aerostar. So right off the bat, we're getting the revisitation of Phoenix being mad at Aerostar for bringing him back from the life, from the dead, whatever. Um, what I love about Lucha Underground this season is that we're getting these payoffs immediately, which is not something that has always happened. So that's really nice. Like the, the feud was established last week and now we're getting it again. Um, Phoenix is still a drooly, drooly boy. Did you see the when it came out? <laughs> I did. Yes. It's terrible. Yeah. And um, this match starts off. His style has changed, which is something that I'm like, holy shit. Wow. You really thought about this. This is amazing. And his moveset has changed. So, he starts off with a heavy boot to the face of Aerostar. Um, this is a lot more grounded that we're, than we're used to seeing with Phoenix. A lot more sturdy, I would say. I'm really digging this dark Phoenix. He looks like his brain is a million miles away. And um, a subtle thing too, but Stryker, I believe it was Stryker did bring it up during the show, is that he's now attacking from the back, which is very telling about his mindset. Um, and he is no selling Aerostar like it was nobody's, but did you see Aerostar do like seven boots to the face? I did. Yeah. He just sat there and took every single one of them. He was not having it. He did not care even a little, not at all. Uh, Phoenix defeats Aerostar with a black fire, uh, fire driver in the ring, which is new, new, new. Um, and then he just continues to beat the shit out of Aerostar, which is rude. Um, (laughs) It's not nice to do it's, your friend at all. It's not nice. Aerostar meant nothing but goodness. Actually, I don't know that. I'm I'm wary of Aerostar's uh, intentions with this Ooh, as well. Okay. Right. Yeah, because he was clearly just trying to get that jewelry from Melissa. And he didn't really care about the ramifications of his friend, even though he warned her and she, he knew that he was going to be different. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, that's just me. Stay tuned. Um, Melissa's like very upset. She's very all over the place. She's begging him to stop. Uh, and then El Dragon Azteca, second week in a row, comes in to save Mel, protect her from the hits and the punches. And um oh, he <laughs> Phoenix uh does it uh the black fire driver to Azteca on the concrete, and then we have Antonio Cueto come out and say Oh, excuse me, El Dragon Azteca. I am so sorry. It looks like you can't defend your Gift of the Gods championship because you're too beat up. But nope, not our Azteca. He says, nope, I'm ready to fight. Let's not, do it. Not our Azteca. I no. like that. <laughs> um, and then we find out that, uh, oh, no, 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 that's later. Oh, God, Aaron, I almost really got ahead of myself there. Spoilers, by the way, everybody. For, oh, for big time. <laughs> yeah. And that bastard, Marty the Moth, came out. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so Marty the Moth uh, pays, the previous week had paid Antonio Cueto for this opportunity. So he ends up defeating El Dragon Azteca for the Gift of the Gobs Championship, which was a huge, huge upset. Crazy upset. But just the first of many on tonight's episode. Um, 
Yeah, Marty has a... Comp- oh, oh, I have some really fun news, Aaron. Is this a scoop? This is some scoop, and this is straight wow. from the mouth of Mr. Marty the Moth. Um, I got some scoop for you. So we see that Marty's come back. He is, by the way, se- this is the second match in a row to start with a pump kick to the face, but hey, whatever. Um, Marty comes back. He has a completely new moveset. So not, I mean, you know, he does, he still does the fly boy thing and the whatever, but he has a new finisher and it's the double hook DDT. So it, he does that double hook thing. Like, you know, like he's taking the wings of it and then he does a DDT and he's calling it as of right now, the lights out. But I spoke with him earlier today and he's like very open to new names. Okay. So, um, please get at him get at us with some new names for his new finisher um which is a double hook double underhook ddt so and he like elevates it too so yeah. it's like even more brutal it, yeah it looks like you're straining and you're like it's a bunch of restraint and then a bunch of hit right away <laughs> do you what have if i what if i told you that i had a name please please I've got a name ready to go. What is it? <clears throat> Death's Head. Ooh. And you would say, why, Aaron? Why would you call it that? Well, there's this little film called Silence of the Lambs. Oh. And Buffalo Bill, the protagonist, or psh, protagonist, the antagonist killer, um, is obsessed with moths and butterflies and collects all these different things. And on the poster is the Death's Head Moth. Oh my god. Wait. So, so good. Call it Death's Head. Marty, are you listening? That is so I hope so. Good. Wow. So I doubt you can, but if you're able to beat Death's Head, holy the backstory? Are you joking me? That's amazing. I hey, it all fits. And and that's copywritten, but I'll give it to Marty the Moth if he wants it. Well, no, hey, like we'll share royalties or whatever. Uh, yeah, there you go. But you should tweet him at Martin Cass- Cassius. I never know how to say his last name, and it breaks my heart. M a r t i n c a s a u s, or us, or whatever, and you know, see if you can beat out Death's Head. Oh shit! I don't know how, but you can try. <laughs> yeah, um, it's perfect. I also uh, want to shout out briefly. Uh, El Dragon Azteca's DDTJ is my favorite, probably my so favorite good. move in the temple, and I love it so much. And Marty kicked out at two from that, and that has never happened before. So yay for him! It was really, yeah. it looked really good, really clean. Can I, can I also add real quick? Please. We we talked a little bit about uh, Melissa Santos last week, and I talked about like how important she is to the whole presentation of Lucha Underground. I think this week was probably one of her best announcing episodes because it just kind of shows i love when she when she introduces marty it cracks me up every time because she just (laughs) she just doesn't want to do it and it's so great and then you had even antonio cueto yell at her this week and she just i don't know man she just brings the energy up like she is the energy of the temple in my opinion so kudos to you mel you did great again yeah she sure did and i was yeah i was noticing that too how she was able to convey the point that she like she was able to act through ring announcing which is not an easy thing to do not at all yeah so kudos and that rap dress girl come on she just slays every single week every single day huh love her um so yeah oh fun little fun vignette we finally meet the white rabbit and Paul London goes down to the rabbit hole. <laughs> and who is the white rabbit? Oh, of course it's Killer Cross. Duh. Um, he opens up by saying time is a flat circle, which is very funny because I love True Detective. Uh, and also, like, says a lot about the show as a whole. Just the, yeah, very tongue-in-cheek and I loved it. Um, and White Rabbit doesn't really g- give a flip that Paul London sacrificed Mala Suerte and Salvador to the gods because uh, he hasn't been paying attention to any of that. He doesn't care at all. Um, I love that. I love that a lot. Like, Hey, you just killed like your best friends. Um, I'm sorry. Are you still here? Yeah. I don't really (laughs) care. Like where I'd love that. He, uh, he told him that he sacrificed him. Paul told him that he sacrificed him to the gods. And then the white rabbit goes, where are your friends? (laughs) 
<laughs> so <laughs> like, good. oh, I told you. And he's like, oh, I wasn't listening. <laughs> Love it. Um, He's with somebody called L. Bunny, which is another one of those moments like Jeremiah Snake <laughs> where I'm like, come on. <laughs> L. Bunny? <laughs> okay. They tried. Pretty sure tried. that's just Masquerita Sagrada in, in a different mask, but that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but we get word that they are making their way to the temple, so we have a new uh, a trio tag team. So there you go. There like you it. go. There you have it. Um, this one, surprisingly, I was really looking forward to this, and it was very good. Don't get me wrong. Very, very, very good. But Pentagon Dark defends his championship against Melmertes and King Cuerno. And he retains, and it was very just good. It was like a generic Lucha Underground match. It was good. I have nothing else to say about it. Do you have any words about it? It was very short. Yeah. I noticed that. And uh, shout out to Mil Mortis for throwing Pentagon into the front row. And then Matt Stryker's just like, I don't know, man. I don't know if Pentagon's just going to hang out in the front row. (laughs) I don't know if he could do it. I love that. And just as I said last week, Mil mill looking jack to the nines and then matt and uh matt and vampiro talked about it on commentary they're like it's a new mill he's super jacked and super swollen it's like yes dudes recognizing dude swollenness i like it. <laughs> yeah it's just okay it was just an okay match because i i was like okay well this is over so what are we gonna do with the rest of the show i think that this was another one of those moments uh where it was a product match versus a process match which by the way that phraseology i'm completely stealing from serial killers um because there's like product killers versus process killers you know like a richard ramirez versus like a jeffrey dahmer um this was definitely nothing more more fitting for lucha underground than that exactly this was more of a jeffrey dahmer match it was more of a product match they needed to they needed penta they needed a good solid match that seemed like it was really like we were really proud of pentagon dark for retaining that title we needed to be really happy for him so that this next thing could happen oh god (laughs) yes i loved this how did you feel Should I say what happened first, or should you say how you feel first? Well, go go ahead and tell us what happened, and then I'll give you my my immediate (laughs) reaction. Marty comes in, he attacks Pentagon right in the middle of the ring. He takes the Lucha Underground Championship belt, he attacks him with the title. He hits another double underhook DDT again. If it's not Death's Head, send us your names. Um, But after this, Antonio Cueto comes in, and he says, hey, like, Good job, Marty. That was pretty intense. Also, by the way, remember last week when he gave me that second stash of cash and nobody knows why? Well, now we know why. He paid to change the rules of the temple, which is so shifty shady. He said that instead of giving a week's notice, uh, you can cash in, if you will, the gift of the God's belt whenever you want. And so Marty is choosing right now. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> here's here's the thing when antonio cueto came out and said you know marty gave me an idea and it made a lot of sense stop yourself right there yeah. that's crazy talk <laughs> because this person is a lunatic yeah. and you're gonna say that he had a good idea well the idea was that he gave him a bunch of money <laughs> well that that's always a good idea yeah. like always take a good amount of money oh man i was not happy i was like oh no i know what's gonna happen here like but at the same time i didn't think what was gonna happen i thought it might be like a false cash in or like just to kind of swing everybody but then when pentagon got thrown to the outside Mm -hmm. somebody showed up wow 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 this was so cool Chelsea Green debuts. Finally. We've known she was coming for a minute now, and she has finally hit the temple. We are tentatively calling her the Black Widow, which is what Matt Stryker and Vampiro called her. They said, oh, she's kind of like like a Black Widow. And we're like, okay, cool. We're supposed to call her Black Widow. She comes in tongue out, like all Van Ness. Like, she is completely a crazy person. I'm obsessed. Full-blown hot mess. Yeah. She does she does have a name though. Can I say it or should I wait? What? Like I know what the name is. Wait, you do? Yeah, I know what her Luchu underground name is. What the what? What is it? Reclusa. 
Oh, like a recluse spider. Yes. So it, Black Widow makes sense. And oh my God, you know what else makes sense? Oh, I already wrote this down. I'm realizing a thing that I already realized earlier. Go for it. Isn't that funny? <laughs> um, Cool. Uh, Last season, Sexy sexy Star was scared out of the temple by a somebody leaving a spider in her locker. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, she's amazing. Chelsea Green is amazing and reclusa is her name yes here for that i'm here for her oh the hair pulling i'm here for all that marty reclusa i guess her name is hair pulling i was very a plus down for that um but i should also we should mention that marty won the title absolutely he did and (sighs) after it was over i felt much like the crowd Right. I was like, "What the what the hell just happened on on this show?" You hear the bullshit. But I dug, yes, the bullshit chance. But I dug it. I was like, "Oh my god, this is great!" Like, what a swerve. Yeah, I also have to bring up real quickly that um, Reclusa did hit uh, Pentagon with his signature move, a package pile driver, for the win. And I love that shiftiness. I love that shadiness. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. What what a way to shake up the entire temple. I was shook. I I, re- I texted you and I was like, just watch Lucha. I'm shook. Yeah. An appropriate reaction. It it's it's I'm quaking. It's amazing. I this is what I'm here for though. What I don't need is Pentagon retaining that title week after week after week. I don't need like a people's hero it's the temple i want to see people die i want to see people like grossly lick each other in the middle of the ring i want to see marty the moth as champion that's what i want and this is i got it it's mine now (laughs) it's been a while since they've had a heel champion like johnny mundo was a heel champion for a little bit but even but other than that so likable you know yes yeah is truly gonna wreak havoc like, I think it was, what, season two was the whole Mil Muertes as yeah. champion season. So that was, like, really the last time that there was a true heel as champion. If I can put this into, like, D&D terms, this is the first time we're seeing a chaotic evil champion. Like, I have no idea what that means, but I will trust your, your reference. Basically, there. yeah, we've seen heels before. We haven't seen somebody as dead set on burning the place to the ground like a true psychopath i'm this is true i'm so excited about it i'm really looking for i hope that i hope that they dig into this as much as they should well here's something good also about it when that was over when marty had won the title you know how sometimes they'll bring up like the lucha underground and then something else will play like a vignette or some other storyline will start that was it. That was yeah. the end of the episode. I appreciate that. It, it was so it's like you fun. get nothing else. Yeah, it was a nice touch. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ooh. so let's let's try to bring our let's try to calm ourselves down because because okay. it got it got heated. It got heated on Lucha. I was I was shook. Well, this was a good episode to to show somebody too. I think like oh, this. Yeah. It's one of those episodes where you can kind of bring people in and be like, "This is what Lucha Underground is," and it's not hard to follow. Like you, the Rabbit Tribe stuff's kind of hard to follow, but. It's it's a good episode with good action and good storylines. I love this episode. Me too. All right, let's move on to the segment of our show that's getting a lot of acclaim. A lot of people out there enjoy this section of the show, and I gotta say, I enjoy it as well. It is the putovers of the week. Rachel, you're up first. Who you got? Woo! Okay, I got Margot Stunt. I've been talking about him. I stay talking about him. I just bought both of his shirts off of Pro Wrestling Tees. Um, Marco with a K if you want to check it out. He, I again, I saw him for the first time ever. I saw him for the first time ever at BOLA and was enamored by him. Like, every person in that, every person in that venue was instantly in love with this kid and just a little background on him. He's a 22-year-old, just real aerialist flyer out of Mississippi. Started training at 18. Um, and then, per his account, was thrown immediately into matches, into the wrestling scene in both Mississippi and Memphis, which he was like, I read in an interview, he was like, ah, probably not great. 
for my body and me, but here I am. So, Hey, um, interestingly enough, he is five foot two and I can't be more than a buck 20. And he said that when he was growing up, he would look at at dudes like the big show and want to be that. And he's like, well, if I can't throw people around the ring, I guess I'll throw, I guess I'll be thrown. Um, and he, yeah, he had, he had, I would say like two big moments. Uh, well three now, but at first he was in lost in New York, which was big for him. And then he was, kind of he was getting a lot of regional success and then catapulted into national consciousness after the over budget battle royale at, at all in uh right yeah and he said when he got the call he was like absolutely shocked and so thankful and so grateful he seems like a genuinely wonderful dude and by all accounts every person i've spoken to who has worked on the same show as him it was either bola or all in has said that he is really truly as kind and lovely as he seems and i love that um you can check out those matches online i believe if you have the all-in broadcast but also uh you can find a really great match that i found of him with somebody named jackson crowley on youtube it was around march of 2018 so go check that out they worked really really well together it was a very like low budge indie show and i was i was loving it um and yeah, but obviously for me, I, God, buy that, buy that night to Ebola DVD and watch him and Trevor Lee just go at it. I really, God, that kid is good. He is so good and so fun. And I'm really excited to have a new, you know, fun obsession. Oh, and he also mentioned that he's looking to fight Sammy Guevara this year. So, hey, bookers, book that. <laughs> empty arena match where they jump off of everything yeah exactly just both just meeting in the air like beautiful swans like the greatest showman yeah just those two those two yeah they have to um, sing too yes that see that is, that that is wrestling that's what it needs to be that is wrestling all right well my put over this week i had a couple names i was going back and forth on but i settled on somebody you may know from a different line of work and i'm not talking about matt riddle that would be an easy one to go with, but I'm talking about Filthy Tom Lawler. Now, with a name like Filthy, <laughs> you got to be you got to be good in this wrestling business. But Tom Lawler, you may know him from the UFC, he's a former UFC middleweight, a ten and six MMA record. He was also a good amateur wrestler. He was the NCAA national wrestling champion in 2003, 2004, and 2005. So three-time national champion, 235 pounds. If that doesn't tell you enough, I don't know what will. But the thing that makes Tom Lawler different than a lot of performers that come over from MMA is that Tom Lawler was a guy in the UFC before Chael Sonnen and these other guys would talk crap, Conor McGregor even. Tom Lawler was the first. Tom Lawler cut wrestling promos in his matches, and he made himself a name that people wanted to see. He drew based on talking up a match. So he could be fighting some guy from Iowa that you've never heard of, but Tom Lawler made it must see TV. And that's what helped him transition into wrestling. And he's done a lot of work with MLW. He's done some work with ring of honor. He's been here and there. He lives here in central Florida. So he's around here a lot. He actually has his own MMA gym as well. The jungle, so Tom Waller still doing a lot of work, helping out a lot of people. And if you want to check out some of his matches, a lot of MLW stuff, his match with uh, Jake Hager or Jack, or excuse me, Jake Hager or Jack Swagger. You may know him as that as well. Uh, MLW against Jimmy Havoc as well. Uh, Division Pro Wrestling versus Kyle O'Reilly of the Undisputed Era and Beyond Wrestling, where he took on Bobby Fish, also of the current Undisputed Era. Just go to YouTube and type in Tom Lawler Wrestling, and you will find it there. Tom is a guy you're going to want to keep an eye out on, because whether he's wrestling or he's a manager, a lot of people, Bruce Pritchard included, think that he is someone that's going to be big in this business. So keep your eye out for Filthy Tom Lawler. Nice. Well, if Pritchard said it. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> Bruce Pritchard said it, then it's just fact. Well, it's pretty true. Yeah. You know, cool, cool fact too. If you Google "filthy," his name pops up immediately. 
Is that right? Yeah. Holy crap. How awesome is that? Gosh, that's awesome. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Best of the Rest. Once again, apologies to our our progress fans who are expecting a preview. You will get it next week. I promise. We're going to talk about Walter versus Tyler Bate. We're going to talk about Dragunov versus Pete Dunn. We're going to talk about Tony Storm and Jenny and Millie McKenzie in a triple threat. We're going to talk about all that stuff. Nice. And Bandito's on this show too. So we're going to talk more Bandito next week. So the more Bandito, the better. Yes. But we'll get there. Rachel, where can you be found online? What you got going on? Oh, uh, well, does this this comes out Saturday, right? This will be Saturday. Yes, ma'am. Wonderful. So if you are in the Los Angeles area, come find me at Bumps and Bruises, like spelled like brew, like a beer on Sunday night. I'll be there. I'm going to be watching the show. So come say hi to me. I really liked it when you said hi the other times. So thanks for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you can find me on the internet at Rachel Sam Evans. Uh, yeah, all over the place. So come hang. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at AT Titanium. You can find me on Instagram. Same name. I still don't understand Instagram, but I'm trying. Welcome so, to the world. Yeah. So if someone could teach me, that'd be good. But um, yeah, just follow me there if you want. You can see pictures of my dogs. It's about all I'm going to post. <laughs> and yeah, you can catch some of my writings on ProWrestlingSheet.com. And of course, check out the other shows on the Pro, or excuse me, on the Wrestling Sheet radio podcast feed as well top five the collider body slam raw and smackdown recaps and of course the flagship wrestling sheet radio that drops every friday and we will see you guys next week for best of the rest see you bye napa know-how This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than Copper Top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah. An upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.